Okay, so uh, this morning we're going to just take a, a short time to dig into God's Word. Uh, and we're going to focus on uh, Psalm 124. Uh, so the psalmist uh, writes these words for us. So Psalm 124, uh, David the psalmist uh, says this. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when the people attacked us, then they would have swallowed us alive and their burning anger against us. Then the water would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging water would have swept over us. Blessed be the Lord who has not let us be ripped apart by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the hunter's net. The net is torn and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word uh, this morning. Um, what we're going to do uh, this morning is something um, which I hope is very helpful, but in reality it's something that's quite simple. Um, the message this morning will not be the usual length again, just because of my flu, my cough. Another reason for that is what I want to say, I hope to say succinctly. Um, in order that we as a church can take the challenge from these words of Psalm 124 and as we step into this new year and as we think of all that God might do in this new year and as we hope for the different things that we hope for in 2023. Um, I don't know how you feel as you look back on 2022. Um, my guess is for some of us, this was one of the best years that we've ever had. Um, for others of us, I'm assuming it was perhaps one of the more difficult years or perhaps the most uh, difficult year. And then there's probably a majority of us who can see just a whole mixture of, of blessing and difficulty, blessing and difficulty. And it's all just kind of intertwined in this year that we called 2022. Uh, personally, I look back on the last year and I can say I'm, I'm really encouraged really encouraged. Yes, there was difficult moments. Yes, there was times of discouragement. But I'm thankful for a family. I'm thankful, genuinely thankful for, for all of you guys, our church family. Most importantly, I'm thankful for a God who is with me in every single moment. Times of blessing, times of hardship. Emmanuel, God was with me in each of those seasons, in each of those times. I hope you can say the same as well. And, and often uh, what can happen as we look back at 2022 is what, what we experienced last year is how we anticipate this year. Let me just say that again. What we often experience in the previous year is how we often anticipate the coming year. In other words, we look at 2023 through the lens of 2022. And that might mean we're overly cautious. So we might have had a difficult year. So we go into this year just being a bit cautious, expecting the worst, not, not really believing God to, to help us in those challenges and in those hardships. Um, but it also might mean we're overly confident. If we had a really good 2022, then, then we can walk into the 2023, potentially with, with even pride and arrogance in our heart. Last year was so good. I'm going into this year expecting 
the exact same outcome. Without question, if we have either of those approaches, if we're overly cautious or overly confident, we're not approaching this year correctly. As no two years are the same. We all know this to be true. Many of us have lived many, many years. And we can look at every single year and without doubt, we can say that no two consecutive years or no two separate years are ever the same. So we can be rest assured that 2023 will not be an imprint of 2022. So what will 2023 look like for you and for me? What's it going to look like? How are things going to go down for us this year? What's going to happen in your life at a personal level? What are we, what we going to see happen within the life of the church? What is God going to do? I know personally I've got a number of hopes for Ridry. God's going to break through and, and allow us to, to use that space this year. But the truth is, I have no idea about all of that. We have all of these hopes and fears, thoughts, aspirations. The reality is we have no idea. We have no idea. I remember a number of years back, we talked about all that God might do. It was 2020. All that God might do in this up and coming year. And then we had no idea. COVID hit. March 2020. No one was predicting that. There wasn't a single message in any opening Sunday in any given church that believed that COVID was going to cause havoc within the life of our society and within our church. But that's what happened. So as we look at this year, the reality is none of us have any idea what's going to happen. And the reality is God is in control. God is in control. So that means that we have to trust him. We have to trust him as we go into this year. If we're being very honest this morning, it's very difficult for us to look up uh, when everything around us is screaming uh, for our attention. Uh, and I don't mean the kids right now. <laughs> I just mean in our lives, as we think about all that goes on in our lives, there can be so much noise. And so in the midst of all of that, it's very difficult for us to look up and to look to God. We see our circumstances. We see the noise that can so often come out of what is going on around us. And at the same time, God can so often appear to be silent. He might even say distant. And our natural default, therefore, is to focus on what we see around us rather than focus on God himself and his provision and his power within our lives. So our circumstances are noisy. God can appear to be silent, even distant. So our focus can so often be on these things and not on God himself. But as we look at this psalm, what we see is someone who learned what it is to trust God despite the overwhelming challenges <coughs> and difficulties that he found himself in, he let God be his defining reality over and above anything else that sought to take him away from God. And when he did that, he discovered something very important. God was faithful and God was true to his word. God was faithful and God was true to his word. It's a really helpful psalm for you and I to unpack as we go into a new year. Because our relationships, our families, our friends, our jobs, our circumstances, our health, our decisions will scream at us in 2023. 
demanding our attention and no doubt attention they need. However, what we see from this passage is that more important than our focus on these different things is our focus on God in the midst of these things. But it's only as we fix our eyes on Jesus that we will discover God's goodness, God's strength and God's provision in the middle of what we face. So what I'm going to do this morning is ask for a short time three important questions as we look at this psalm together. Now, I ask these questions of us this morning as we see the connection between this psalm and the year that we're about to enter into. Okay? That makes sense? So, the first question is, what kind of help do you think you need this year in 2023? What kind of help do you think you need? Um, and I'm asking that question based on verses 1 to 5 uh, in our psalm. David the psalmist says this, if the Lord had not been on our side, <coughs> let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side <coughs> when the people attacked us, then they would have swallowed us alive and their burning anger against us. Then the water would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging water would have swept over us. Now, David's heart, if you know anything of David, you'll know that his heart is one of supreme praise and worship to God for the fact that his God, time after time after time, rescues him. So David saw just the faithfulness of God in his life and it caused David to worship, to praise God with all that he was. Some commentators have argued that this psalm is reference to David's experience in 2 Samuel 5 and verses 17 to 25 when he defeated the Philistines. We can't be certain about that. But what we can be certain about is what David describes here. David here describes in verses 1 through to 5 an undeniably impossible situation apart from God. So David looks at all that's going on in his life, all that's going on within the, amongst God's people, and he recognizes this is impossible. If it wasn't for God, this would be impossible. And so we see David use this phrase twice. If the Lord had not been on our side. If the Lord had not been on our side. And then he goes on to describe what would have happened if God was not on his side. So David gets hypothetical. He says, then we would have been attacked by the enemies around us. And he continues to describe what would have happened. The water would have swept over us and engulfed us. So David isn't talking here about two different situations. One of human force, the other of nature that would overcome David and his people. David here is wanting us to understand the absolute impossibility of what he and they as a community were facing. So this is David's heart as he begins a psalm. He wants us to understand the impossibility of life without God's rescuing hand. So he declares back to God through this psalm, God, if it wasn't for you, we would have been completely overcome. God, if it wasn't for you, we would have been completely overcome. So what's David doing here? What's he doing? He's giving God the glory for the fact that they have not perished. Similar to what we read in Lamentations. They've been rescued by God's strong and faithful hand over their lives. And I want us just to, to take start a sample of David's heart and apply it to our own lives as we think about this year. If it wasn't, as you think about your own life, 
Denison Baptist Church, if it wasn't for the gracious hand of God over your life as you go into this year, where do you think you would be this coming year? If you didn't have the grace of God in your life, where would you be? Where would you be? If Jesus wasn't who governed your heart and your mind and your will, what would govern your heart and your mind and your will? And what would that result in as you started to move into this year and see different things unfold? You know, it kind of scares me to think about that, to think about where I would be in my life in the last 40 years without Jesus. And it scares me even more to think about this coming year and living a life not with him, not with him leading me, not with him helping me, not with him encouraging me and guiding me. Imagine your life for a moment without Jesus. Won't you do that this morning? Imagine your life for a moment without Jesus and you'll start to see something of a similar description to what David speaks of here in verses 1 through to 5. So we can be certain that our life would be overcome by the ways and the things of this world as we chose to live independent from God and his grace in our lives. So I ask that question again this morning. What kind of help do you think you need this year? And I do so because there's no question in my mind. You need his help. We all, we all need his help this year. You need his grace day after day. Would you agree? Yeah. You need his power. You need his power to, to live this Christian life. You need his leading. Some of you have to make important decisions this year. Is it not the case that you need wisdom to know what to do? You need his spirit to, to allow you to love God, to empower you for, for witness and for mission. You need his assurance to know that God is with you, to know that you have this, this intimacy of relationship with Jesus. It's so important that we know that God is with us and that God loves us and he cares for every single detail of our lives. So we need all of this. You need the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You need all of this. Without any of that, life becomes numb and meaningless and ultimately purposeless. You know, I've spent the last week unwell, and it's been very easy to default to watching TV and films and just following this pattern of, of just sitting watching TV and films and football, TV, films, football. And after a while, I was like, enough is enough. Like, I'm, I'm sick of this, man. Like, it, it ju I just felt numb. And I recognized that I, I've not spent time with God. I've not actually taken time to be in his presence, to connect with him. It made me realize, apart from Christ, life is meaningless. Life is numb. So let's recognize this morning the kind of help we need is the help of Christ. Amen? So this leads me on to a second question I want to ask. Do you want this kind of help this year? Do you want this kind of help? And it's one thing recognizing the fact <coughs> that you need the help of God in your life. It's one thing recognizing that. It's another thing desiring that. Because we can recognize that but have no desire. We need only to look at the example of David. 
Now, David was someone who was hungry for God, the offer of a psalm, and he understood the importance of desire. He desired God. He desired God's help in the midst of what he found himself in. David was someone who made mistakes. No question about that. You look at a biography of David and you see how much he messed up, how much he fell short. Some of his folly and sin had significant consequences for other people and for himself. But what David chose to do was to come back to God. He just constantly came back. He fell short and then he came back to God. He fell short, came back to God. His attitude was one of constantly coming back to God. Why? Because he desired God in his life. He longed to be in God's presence. So a passage of scripture that encapsulates so much of David's heart for God and his mentality in life is Psalm 103 and verses 8 to 10. It's not up on the screen for us. Yeah, I've just got it here. Uh, David, again, says this. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. This is David recognizing in his own life. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our iniquities. And of all the people who could have written those sentences, David was your man. He was a person who could have declared this because he fell short in so many ways. And yet he could say, this is true. David experienced this firsthand. David could say, God has been slow to anger towards me. God has been abounding in faithful love towards me. God has not dealt with me as my sins have deserved. God has not repaid me according to my inequities. David came to God in humility and in confidence that God would help him in his moment of need. And so can we. If that's David, we can do the same. 2023 is not about you having a perfect year of, of goodness and holiness. 2023 is about you coming in repentance, coming in humility, coming to God recognizing that he is faithful and just to forgive you of all sin, to cleanse you of all unrighteousness because that's the kind of God we worship. He forgets, us of, he forgets all of our sins. He casts all of our sins to the sea of forgetfulness and in response he gives us new life and he gives us joy. So when we see this as characteristic of each one of us in our lives, and as we see this as a very real possibility, a reality in 2023, then we can say, God, I need you. God, I need you. I need your help to deal with a sin problem in my life. Help me, Lord. Help me to be like David. Help me to be repentant and also expectant that you're going to work and in through me. So it's not about being perfect. It's about being penitent in 2023. So let us have that same burning desire for the grace of God in our lives that David had. And this leads us to the final question I want to ask from Miss Sam. Uh, do you trust God to help you this year? Do you trust God will help you in 2023? Uh, verses 6 through to 8. Sam says, blessed be the Lord who has not let us be ripped apart by their teeth. We have escaped. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. 
We have escaped like a bird from the hunter's net. The net is torn and we have escaped. Verse 8 is key for us for this year. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. If the God that we worship created the heavens and the earth, like if he created the universe, everything that we see, all of us, all of the gifts and talents that we have, then I hope we see that we can trust him in 2023. If that's the God that we're looking to, then we need not worry this year. It appeared to be the case that the more David spent time meditating and reflecting on the character of God, on the goodness of God, on the greatness of God, the more confidence David appeared to have to help him in the middle of what it is that he was facing. And so as we ask that question, do you trust God will help you this year? The answer to that question will be dependent upon how much you are looking to God and you're looking to the goodness and grace of God in your life. Not just looking to him in the ways in which he might help you, but looking to him because you love him, looking to him because you want to be with him, looking to him because for you in 2023, God is the end. God is not a means to an end. God is the ultimate end this year. The more and more we fix our eyes on God, the more and more we will be able to trust God in the midst of all the challenges and questions and difficulties this year. You know, uh, we wanted to encourage you this year with, with two different uh, reading plans through the Version Bible app. I just really want to, to encourage you guys to be a part of that, to be a part of this community. Um, just started it this morning. There's plenty of time to start that. And you can uh, take a photo, scan it, scan that uh, on your smartphone. If you don't have a smartphone, then we'll pray for you later. <laughs> um, but we can direct you, we can direct you towards uh, the two different reading plans that we have uh, as a church family. And just watch how God uses us here as you intentionally feed off his word uh, and as God directs your heart through the work of his spirit uh, within your life. So we would encourage you to choose one of these plans because there's nothing more important than coming up with a plan to study, to meditate, to feed off of the scripture. So the two plans are the discipleship journal reading plan uh, and the Bible project uh, reading plan. So have a look at both of them. Uh, and decide which one would, would suit you best. And I think it's a really exciting thing that we're doing, is journeying together through the scriptures as one church family in 2023. I think it will bring us closer together as a church family as we gather around his word uh, and as we take time to encourage one another. And as TJ mentioned in the video he posted uh, last week, there's a, a social media element to it in a, a positive sense. Uh, in terms of we can, we can talk to each other, we can encourage one another with a verse uh, or a passage or even a reflection, something we learned from the scriptures that particular day. So do connect, uh, do be a part of that uh, if you're able to. Alongside time in the word, we would also just want to encourage you in prayer in 2023. And we do have almost like a, a buffet of different prayer options this year, daily, weekly, monthly, 
quarterly, sometimes prayer by ourselves, sometimes prayer in small groups, sometimes prayer as one, as a church family. And what are we doing in this moment? We're redeclaring our trust in God as, as David did in this psalm. That he saved us, that he is sanctifying us right now in 2023, and he will one day glorify us. So let me encourage you, maximize your prayer life in 2023. There's something really powerful about the word of God and the prayers of God's saints. And the combination of both of those will give you such joy and such a greater experience of God in your life as you go into this year. So maximize your prayer time in 2023 and all the different ways that we're going to pray uh, as a church family. So let it be the case that in 2023, no matter what it is that we face, we become men and women of the word and we become men and women of prayer. That's, that's my hope. Is that something that we long for? Do, do we desire that? I hope we do. And we can then, we can look back on this year and we can say with confidence, in the midst of all that we've faced, we can say with confidence, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So that's my, my short message for 2023. You know, I, I share all of that. I'm challenged by that. Uh, I know it's only in God's strength that I can do that. I hope you hear this and, and you don't think I need you really up my game here. That's not what it's about. It's about relying on God's strength to be all that he calls you to be. And ultimately, it's about relationship with him. He is our end. He's not a means to an end. So let us recognize that he is our end by coming to this table uh, this morning. And if you love the Lord, uh, we come to this table recognizing that all of who we are today is only because of the grace and mercy of God in our lives. His death on the cross for you and for me means that like David in this psalm, we can trust him. Trust towards God is only made possible because he died on the cross for our sins. <coughs> it was on the night in which he was betrayed that Jesus took the bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body which is for you. And in the same way, he took the cup and he said, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink this, do so in remembrance of me. So as we take this bread and as we drink this cup, church family, <coughs> what are we doing in this moment but declaring the Lord's death until he returns? So we're taking this bread this morning. We're drinking this cup. We're one day closer. We're one day closer. Thanks, man. Cheers. Uh, we're one day closer to being with the Lord, to being in his presence. So let's respond and worship this morning by coming to the table uh, and let's recognize just how good and gracious God has been to us. So, happy new year, everyone. I feel like I should say cheers or something. But, uh, let's pray together. Let's pray. Father, we, we just thank you that, that we can begin this year uh, in your word. And we can begin through song. We can begin by coming to this table. We ask, Lord, that you would bless us now as we respond and worship. And as we do come to this table and take this bread and drink this cup. May all of us point to a life that longs for more of you.
that longs to see you glorified and improved. Lord, I pray that we will look back on 2023 and just see how faithful you have been, that we would know you more deeply and we would trust you more clearly. Through the work of your Holy Spirit, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.